You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now, if you are planning to drive around the Chicago area today, make sure to be extra cautious. Last night, the National Weather Service warned about hazardous driving conditions and wind gusts of up to 45 miles per hour. And temperatures dropped below 10 degrees this morning. So what can we expect as we head into the weekend? Joining us now with the latest is Scott Collis, atmospheric scientist with the Argonne National Laboratory. Hey, Scott. Good morning, Sasha, and oh, good afternoon, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. But listen, Scott, talk to me. What's going <laughs> on? Why is it so cold? Well, for one thing, it's winter in Chicago. But yes, it is abnormally <laughs> cold for this time of year. Normally, our average high temperature in January is about 31 degrees. Our average uh, low temperature is 18 degrees. My house last night, we got down to a very chilly four degrees. So one of the reasons behind this is we've gone from no snow on the ground to just over two inches on the ground, and it's all around Chicago. And that's really aiding the passage of this Arctic air coming down from Canada and Alaska. Wow. So the, the wind gusts, they're up to 45 miles per hour, as I mentioned, low visibility. What can you tell us about that? Well, the good news is that conditions have eased up substantially since last night. The winter weather advisory issued by the uh, National Weather Service in Chicago uh, finished up about 9 o'clock last night. One of the reasons behind the weather that we had, particularly that low visibility and blowing snow, is when you get a snowpack down and then you get a super cold snowfall, that snow is not very sticky. So when it falls, it doesn't stick to the existing snowpack. So those winds that are roaring out of Canada pick up that snow and put it back in the air, drastically reducing the visibility and making travel very, very difficult because no matter how much the plows clear the roads, the snow from the uh, fields nearby, especially in rural areas, keeps getting blown back onto the roads. All right, I'm going to need you to take it easy on, on blaming Canada, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too much okay, Canada can, in your we forecast. Can do Alaska. We can do Alaska <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Please, <laughs> my people are, are, are shivering right now. Um, are you expecting snow today in the Chicago region? No, today is going to be nice and sunny. Actually, in my house, we've got that brilliant bright light you get when it's reflected uh, off the snow. So right now, that system that came through, the little low-pressure system with the associated cold front, has moved on. It still has that cold air behind it, so it's still going to remain cold in our area. The next kind of precipitation we can expect is during a warm-up period on the weekend where we expect this famous thing they call wintry mix, which mm-hmm. is a mixture of both snowfall and rain. But as that snow and rain moves through that cold layer of air near the surface, it can refreeze. So we might even get some of that dreaded freezing rain on the weekend. I see. Well, you know, we saw 60-degree weather in, in mid-December, and now we're experiencing these freezing temperatures <laughs> that we're talking about. I'm curious, is it normal for, for temperatures to just keep swinging back and forth like this? Um, not as much as they have been. And that's kind of one of the key messages here is, you know, as we often discuss on, on your show when I come on, you know, whether uh, climate is what you expect and weather is what you get. Not every single event can be attributed to climate change, but the simulations that we run, Argonne and the United States Department of Energy, show us that as the globe warms, especially in the Chicago region, we see these extremes both ways, and that is because of the way weather patterns move and a lack of Arctic uh, sea ice can really rapidly change us from getting our weather from down the Gulf of Mexico when we get our warm temperatures to all the way up in the Arctic very quickly. 
Well, let's remember the the Chicago area saw its first measurable snow of the season just last week. And that was after one of the longest snowless droughts in the city's history. So what happened there? So, yes, it was a record late start for measurable snow on the ground. Measurable snow is defined as something you can measure. We've had flurries leaving traces, but nothing measurable. And again, that's because we got stuck in this pattern where warm air just kept being dragged up from the Gulf of Mexico. Our average high temperature in Chicago for December is normally about 36 degrees Fahrenheit. Our average high temperature for the December just gone was a whopping 45. And you know, the thing about temperatures in Chicago, when you're Hovering around that freezing level, just a slight increase in temperature can make a massive difference on whether you get snow or rainfall. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we are talking about the bitter wind and cold that's whipping the Chicago region with uh, Scott Collis. He's an atmospheric scientist with the Argonne National Laboratory. Picking up where you left off there, Scott, we went an entire fall season without any measurable snow. Should we be concerned about that? Well, you're not to sugarcoat it, yes. Um, and again, the wow. climate models we oh well, the climate models we run. So this this is this is our future uh, in current climate change scenarios. For me, the concerns are multiple. One, we need that snow. It keeps you know disease-borne vectors low, ticks, mosquitoes, things like that. The the, the prairie land that existed before humans settled here, they used to that freeze thaw during the winter. So we're seeing we're perturbing nature, and what we see when we do that is instead of seeing you know evolution adaptation we see migration so we expect more of the um, plants and biota that is down to our south to come up into our area and those sudden changes and that's the key here it's the sudden change are not good for the environment i love watching you make your predictions and and post them on, on twitter remind our listeners how you do that how the work that goes into huh. this so again um Forecasting is both an art and a science. The, the science bit is we depend heavily on the computer simulations of our weather. They take all these observations around the world, get a picture of where the clouds and the rain and the snow is, and then try and work out what happens at a later date. The art is understanding what happens locally, knowing that the lake has this massive influence on Chicago and for this coming weekend, you know, really on... Um, uh, Michigan and the Michigan shoreline because you've got remarkably ice-free water at Lake Michigan at the moment, mm-hmm. and those cold winds are just going to suck up that moisture, and that Michigan shoreline is going to get a lot of snow. Yeah, I'm looking at all your the models that you've you've posted. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, you you also tweeted a photo of yourself saying you know all about blowing snow <laughs> and how it can be a pain for for your team in Alaska. How do you measure snow in these types of conditions? That is a fantastic question. So we use cameras, specialized cameras, to take pictures of snowflake and estimate how much water is in that snow. So if folks think about the weather in Chicago yesterday, if you saw that blowing snow, you could look up, you could see blue sky, but it was still snowing. That snow wasn't coming from the clouds. It was being blown from other places. So in places like Alaska, where we have a site at Utkiavik, we can't tell the difference between the snow that is falling from the clouds or the snow that is blown off the ice pack. This presents great challenges and a great scientific uh, area of discovery for working out, you know, what's happening to that global hydrological cycle. So we need these measurements so that we, the models I talked about before, we can make sure they're doing the right thing.
Winter is generally fun and we, we can get outside and we can do certain activities. But at what point does it get unsafe, Scott? That's a great question. So there are a variety of um, variables that goes into exposure. And so one thing I definitely encourage folks to look at is the windchill forecast issued by the National Weather Service. That is a combination between the temperature and the wind. If you go outside and it's sunny and let's say it's 10 and there's no wind, that's not as dangerous as, say, 20 and blowing a gale and overcast. So look at that wind chill number. Um, that really tells you how much exposure you can take. So, you know, as a general rule, you know, when things start getting below about 15 degrees, especially if it's windy, you need to take precautions. And what that means is layer up, have a base layer to keep that warmth close to you, have a... Um, a puffy layer, and then really important when it's windy, a shell layer to stop the wind getting to you. Without that shell layer, it's just that wind is just going to strip the warmth right out of you. Oh, geez. Uh, you already mentioned the wintry mix coming up this weekend. What else can you tell us about the forecast? So, again, we're going to get this nice warm-up on the weekend. We're going to get much more towards seasonable freezing level temperatures, about 32 degrees. Then we do expect another cool down as this Arctic air mass stubbornly stays in place. You know, that um, the train tracks I often talk about that steer our storm systems, they're linking us up towards the poles, be it Alaska or mm-hmm. Canada. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's going to keep sending those storm systems or that cold air down our way, but not a huge amount of precipitation in the forecast. Um, you mentioned a really snowless um, December. Our, you know, January is meant to be our snowiest month. We get normally 11 inches of snow at Chicago's O'Hare Airport, so we're still running behind there. So me personally, I'm hoping for more snow. I can't say I agree, but uh, <laughs> I'll keep my comments to myself. Uh, that is Scott Collins, atmospheric scientist with the Argonne National Laboratory. Scott, thank you so much. Stay safe out there. My pleasure, Sasha, and keep warm. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.